I'm Sparrow, I'm 11 years old, and my favorite Disney Pixar movie is Incredibles. Hi, I'm Stitch, I'm 8 years old, and my favorite Disney Pixar movie is Coco. And I'm Tony, their Disney dad. And my favorite Pixar movie is Toy Story 3. Welcome to Disney Discussions. Welcome to episode 33 of Disney Discussions. Disney Discussions is a family-friendly podcast where me, Tony the Disney Dad, and my two boys, Sparrow, Stitch, discuss all things Disney. This week, we got the latest Disney news, Disney media, Disney World, and Disneyland news. We got the main topic, which is our first uh, part of our interview with Kevin from Defunct Land, which was a good interview. Defunct Land. We got the Disney media pick of the week, Disney trivia. And the question of the week. the week. Welcome to Disney Discussions. Hi, everyone. Hi. How's Hi. it going? Hi. It's going good. Anything happened in the last week that we want to talk about? Yes. What? I turned 11. What? This is a complete and total surprise to me. <gasps> yep. No. You are no. now 11. What do we do when, for your birthday? We went to New York City. That's right. Two and what, days. And what do we do? Stuff. <laughs> We went to, to the, we went to the wax museum, Dave and Buster's, um, the Lego store, Planet Hollywood. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. And stores. And stores. For those of who, you who do not know what Planet Hollywood is, it's a really good restaurant where it has like props and costumes for movies. And it's a gift shop. It's always a gift shop. Oh. All right, we didn't. Oh. We didn't see Christopher Robin yet. Not yet. Um, no. But as soon as we do, we will have a review on that. But I'm hearing that's good things. really good. I'm hearing good things. It didn't make a ton of money in the box office, but that's okay. I don't think uh, Disney was expecting it to do like Marvel movie yeah. money. So, mm-hmm. But it looks good. Definitely not like Infinity War. Right, but it's getting good reviews. All right, you guys ready to jump into the news? Yep. Yep. All right. The news. The news. The news. Media news. First media up. Media news. Media, so John, media, media news. <laughs> so John Favreau's Star Wars series is expected to be a lot of money. The rumor is, um, in a recent New York Times article, Disney and Lucasfilm are spending roughly $100 million for 10 episodes of the John Favreau live action series. Now, there's no mention of anything beyond that, so we don't know if there's going to be like a season two of this or not. We don't have many details, but the rumor is, um, yeah. A hundred million dollars for ten episodes. Is, dropping. Is this season going to be ten episodes? It's going to be ten episodes. They're going to make ten episodes, and I guess they see how well it does. And if it does and well, it does and well, they'll, they'll do make another, another one. I don't know. We'll see. Another season. Yeah. Okay. But that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's like. Uh, yeah. That's movie money, but you know, it's ten million dollars per episode, which is a lot for a TV episode. Uh, Disney's yeah. put a lot of money, Why a lot of investment. TV? A lot of investment. What? Why only TV? What's only TV? What do you mean? TV shows. A lot of money. Why? Why are TV shows a lot of money? No, movies are a lot of money, too. I'm saying this is a lot of money for a TV show. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, that's all the details we have right now. Yeah. ABC is going to be celebrating Mickey Mouse's 90th birthday with a stunning spectacular on TV. So this year marks the 90th anniversary of Mickey Mouse's big screen debut in Steamboat Willie, November 18th, 1928. And ABC is going to be broadcasting from the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles. Um, Mickey's 90th Spectacular, they're calling it. It'll be a star-studded, elegant affair worthy of superstars like Mickey Mouse. 
Uh, announcements of performances and appearances will come soon, but this special is going to air on Sunday night, November 4th, between 8 and 10 p.m. So two-hour special on Mickey Mouse. That seems pretty cool. Ooh, we'll be Mickey watching for sure. Mouse. Oh, we'll actually be... Oh, no, that's right before our cruise, so we'll see. Phew. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a couple days. Yep. So Disney has reported their quarter three earnings and revenue gains, but they failed to meet analysts' expectations. So what this means is Disney... Fail. No, Disney, <laughs> Disney made a lot of money, but all the, the analysts thought they were going to make a little bit more money. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> uh, their income and revenue were both up over 2017 quarter three, which is good. So, they posted the revenue of $15.34 billion. What? Oh, no. They expected $15.34 billion. Uh, what they made was $15.23 billion. Fail. Uh, But the Parks and Resort Division reported a 6% boost in revenue from quarter to three last year. Oh, cool. Up to $5.19 billion. They're making more money. Well, yeah, because people go more now because they're having more stuff like Toy Story Land and stuff. Yep. People are going more no matter what the ticket. Although they're saying now, like during this summer um, and even into the fall, they're offering more specials because a lot of people aren't going this summer and fall because they're waiting for Star Wars next year. Yeah, so they so, want to... So they're trying to get more people. So it is a fail. Also, oh. not a fail. <laughs> yeah. Fail, not fail. Fail, not fail. Disney provides more details about streaming service will debut late 2019. Right, so that's... A lot of words. I love saying that after there's a lot of words in it. <laughs> All right, so in the same earnings call, Bob Iger, the Disney CEO, stated that Disney's new streaming service will debut in late 2019, which is we pretty much already knew. It's going to rival Netflix, though Iger has said in the past that it will cost significantly less than Netflix. So I don't know if that's like a dollar less or whatever, but we'll figure it out. It's also Maybe being... it's free. It won't be free. I know that. Yeah. Maybe it's like you'll pr- probably get a cent. yeah. You'll probably get a free trial though, free yeah. 30 days or something like that. It was also confirmed that there will be original shows created for the platform, including the much-anticipated Star Wars live-action show yeah. that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, TV spinoffs for Lady and the Tramp. So I think they're making a live-action movie Ooh, about that. Cool. Um, TV spinoff of Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah. And um, High School Musical. So a new High School Musical. What do you mean TV spinoff of Monsters, Inc.? Like a TV series that's going to be on... Mike and Sully. Yeah, but it's going to be on the Disney streaming service. Yeah. So like a cartoon show like they did with Baymax and Tangled. For Monsters yeah. Inc. they're going to be yeah. doing it. Disney is producing nine different movies for the streaming service with Whoa. budgets ranging from twenty to sixty million dollars. So these titles include the remake of Lady and Tramp. They're making a live action Sword in the Stone. Ooh, wow! I love um, Sword in the Stone. And they're making a live action Three Men and and a Little Baby, uh, which was Ooh. an old movie when I was a kid. They're remaking that original content. They're making um, Togo, Noella, which is I think is that uh, Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, about a girl Santa Claus, I think. Uh, Magic Camp and To Me Failure. And then they're adapting The Paper Magician, Stargirl, and Don Quixote for the streaming service. What? So, and plus they're going to have all their old content on there. Oh, yeah. So they're they're really... going to have like a Star Wars movie, this. all the Marvel movies. They're on trying there. to have the Star Wars movie. We talked about that oh, yeah. last time. But they're going to have... Trying to. Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. people... There was a news... I put that in quotes. News. Stores coming out this week saying that yeah. after Ant-Man and the Wasp, there's mm-hmm. going to be no more Marvel movies on Netflix. But we knew that already because well, their yeah, deal with Netflix in, ended yeah. this year, and yeah. that's the last Marvel movie. So this year, yeah. Yep. Cool. 
Disney's new sleep hotline lets Mickey tell your kids when it's time for bed. That's right. So Disney had made a, has made available um, a phone number you could call, 1-877-7-MICKEY, M-I-C-K-E-Y. Um, you call that number, <laughs> and you let parent, the parents get to choose who they want to talk to. So the choices are Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Daisy, and Donald. So you call that number, and they'll give a goodnight message to uh, whoever calls them. That's pretty cool, I thought. This is available. Go to bed now. <laughs> oh, they're a little nicer. That's if you call Maleficent or something like that. <laughs> Go to bed, kids. I'm going to hunt your nightmares. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so this is available. Well, that's th- me nightmares. <laughs> so this is available through August 31st this year. So call this month one eight seven 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 Mickey M I C K E Y M O U S C. The Nutcracker and the Four Realms new trailer debuts. Right, so we watched this right yeah. before we started recording. What you guys think good. of this? It looks like a really good movie. Awesome. Yeah, it looks really good. I like this yeah. trailer a lot. Uh, it gives a little more story, backstory mm-hmm. behind it. I mean, um, it's got some cool visuals yeah. on it. I said it was really good. The trailer and the movie looks really good, but I don't think it looks really, really, really good, but I think it looks good. Yep. I think it looks awesome. Yep. I think it looks good. Yeah. So we'll check that out. Yeah. And again, we have the links to all the stories we talk about and the videos on our show notes. So just swipe left on your podcast app or go to our website. www.dnewdiscussions.com. That's right. We have all the show notes there. All the links are right there. Yeah. Black Panther becomes the third film ever to reach $700 million in domestic box office. So on Sunday, August 5th, Marvel Studios' Black Panther crossed the $700 million mark at the domestic box office, becoming the third film in history to reach this incredible threshold. Wait, Black Panther's still in theaters? I guess it's still in some theaters, yeah. The film opens on February 16th and is now in its 25th week of release. So even though it's out on oh Blu-ray God. and DVD, it must still be playing um, in some movie theaters. Infinity it, uh, War is barely in theaters anymore. Yeah. Like, there's only, like, at our local theaters, like, one oh, yeah. theater showing it. It's still showing it? Like, wow. one. So, um, in February when it opened, it shattered box office records with a debut of $242 million over President's Day weekend. And then a one of the biggest second weekends in history, which uh, $111 million. And then it also earned $646.7 million internationally. So Black Panther's global total has risen to $1.346 billion to date. Oh my God. It's the second biggest film of the year, only behind Avengers Infinity War. But that's a lot of money for one movie that to make. That is. Do you know the first one that was... No, it doesn't say. Um, hmm. I think the, the other film is Avengers Infinity War. And I'm not sure what the first one is. I'm going to guess Avatar or Titanic, but I'm not sure. Go. Okay. Gal Gadot joins the cast of Wreck-It Ralph 2. And yeah. they released some extra footage of showing her. So yes. she is the the woman that plays Wonder Woman in the Justice League movies. <laughs> but she's playing the new character, Shank, who's a race car driver. Is she a villain? Is she the villain? I don't know. They're not really saying. It didn't show much. So they Does showed... like kind of a villain? Kind of not a villain? Yeah. So they showed a little bit more footage online, oh, which we watched uh, right before. Yeah. Which is a scene of uh, a new racing thing. They go into an online racing game, and she's one of the the people racing. And then they also show more with the princesses. But yeah, what you guys think of this little preview they gave? Funny. I'm gonna say something from it. Go for it. Yeah, we can't understand her. She's from the the other studio. Yeah. 
talking about Meredith. I can't yeah. understand when she talks. I think this movie looks really funny. Are you a little cake and then she turns to a bat? <laughs> I'm excited for this movie. Yes. That's cool. Disney will take over Avatar and X-Men movie franchise from me, Foxman. <laughs> How'd you get in here? I locked the door. Ha ha ha. You can never stop me. <laughs> get out of here. Get no. out of here, Mr. Foxman. This... this Stories about Disney taking over your movies. I know. <laughs> so Disney Studios, including Captain Underpants, because it was off of Fox. Oh yeah, Disney uh, Studios will reportedly take over the development of Avatar and X Men movie franchises. I'm happy because Fra- they already built an Avatar land. So <laughs> I don't know why we're giving it to them now. Following the downsize of 20th Century Fox after the impending acquisition completes, so yeah. until the acquisition is done, which they're saying is mid next year. Both 20th Century Fox and Marvel Studios, including, uh, and well, Disney Studios, including Marvel, will operate as normal as if the buyout wasn't happening. But once it goes through, they're probably going to downsize uh, 20th Century Fox movie studio and take over uh, the production of Avatar and X Men, which kind of makes sense. X Men is going to go into the Marvel Universe. How come it's taking so long? I just want it done now. <laughs> hey, let me say something. What? Don't, don't we already tell you to get out? Came into the window. Not right. the windows. Can you can you leave the window and bring Sparrow back, please? Bye. Hola. No, oh, hey, Sparrow. Cool stuff. Dwayne Johnson The Rock shows huge jungle cruise set in homage to Walt Disney World. That's right. So they released a little preview video. Not a preview, but a video of The Rock on set of the Jungle Cruise talking about how Walt Disney um, created the Jungle Cruise and this was his idea and this movie's in honor of him and then the camera zooms out and he's, they have built this huge, ginormous set in Hawaii just for the Jungle Cruise movie. So Disney's putting a lot of money yeah. into this movie. I think they're hoping it's going to be their next Pirates franchise, which I can't blame. Actually, you guys didn't see the video, right? No. All right, I'll show it to you after this, but it's, it's really cool. Cool. All right, you guys ready for Disneyland news? Disneyland news! Disney, Disney. All right, so usually August is kind of a slow time for news for the theme park. So I only have two things for Disneyland. Um, uh, And since it's summer, we'll talk about Halloween. New Halloween popcorn buckets, souvenir mugs, and more coming to Walt Disney World and Disneyland in 2018. In the special buckets. That's right. So they actually have a cool... um, (laughs) Uh, So they actually have a cool... What's this guy's name? Oh, Oogie Boogie. Popcorn bucket um, is returning. They had it last year. He's returning again. This is really cool looking bucket. It yeah, look like a popcorn it, bucket. It kind of glows in the dark. But it, does, it doesn't even look like a bucket. Yeah, and then oh, they also have cool. the poison apple glow cube it? is back. I, I don't know. It opens in the back or something. Oh, but well, they fill it popcorn. Pops off. Yep, and they actually have a, a glow cube for the drinks, and then they have a another popcorn oh, bucket cool. of. Um, the poison apple from Snow White. Oh, that's cool. And they have a mug of the poison apple, which looks really cool. Headless and, horseman. Yeah. And then they have the headless horseman. Um, and then a pumpkin head thing. So some pretty cool stuff. Check out the show notes if you want to see the pictures of that. Cool. So new Halloween stuff coming. Wait, wait. For this Halloween stuff, I'm going to do my favorite noise. <laughs> zombie. <laughs> the zombie noise. Yep. It's been a pleasure to eat the you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said blah 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 in my life. You just said blah 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 blah. Did you hear that, guys? He actually said a blah blah blah. I don't say a blah blah blah. Alright. Entertainment and more inspired by De Las Mortes and Coco coming to Disneyland Resort for Halloween time. So, this, uh, the fall is. 
<laughs> the fall is fast <laughs> approaching, and Disneyland has announced new experiences coming to both parks, Disneyland and Disney California Ventures. At California Venture, Coco will be celebrated at the Plaza de la Familia. The limited-time festivity will take over the Paradise Gardens. So over at the Memory Wall, families can use the interactive exhibit to make memories of their own. Or join your family in taking photos over at the beautiful Mexican Wall or the Tree of Life photo location. Children can also join in on new mask-making craft. And families can learn about the art of the Pixar film, The World of Coco. Cool. The bandstand will have a mariachi music playing and delicious Mexican treats. And then several... I hope whenever you go by their house playing music, nothing will pop out saying, No music! (laughs) Several times daily, the uplifting show, A Musical Celebration of Coco, tells the story of young Miguel's journey as seen in Coco. And it brings together the storytellers of Plaza de la Familia and the Mariachi Divas. No, not Plaza de la Cruz. That says the sign, forget me on it. (laughs) Yeah, for a festive show of music and dance. And Miguel himself will be joining them. So they're going to have a Miguel meet and greet character. He makes his debut this year with the help of handcrafted style inspired art by traditional Mexican uh, folk art. Cool. What about Hector? He was my favorite part of the movie. And then over in Cars Land... Uh, a remembrance altar will stand in tribute of Doc Hudson over Ramon's house of body art. Cool. So some cool stuff coming to yeah. California for Halloween. We just wanted to remind you where you can find us. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Just search for Disney Discussions. And be sure to check out our website, like we mentioned earlier, www.disneydiscussions.com. You can email us at podcast at disneydiscussions.com. And we have merchandise. Shop.disneydiscussions.com. And we're on social media, Twitter at Disney underscore Discuss, Instagram, Disney underscore Discuss, Facebook, Disney Discussions. Be sure to check out on YouTube for this podcast and all our other podcasts. And me and Stitch have some unboxing videos. That's right. Now on to the Walt Disney World News. WDW News. WDW News. Disney's Coronado Springs Resort, which is under a lot of construction right now and doing a lot of revamping, building a tower. Yeah. Their pool is going to be going under a refurbishment this fall. Oh, cool. So out with the old and in with the new, as they say, as part of the Disney's Coronado Springs Resort's massive expansion, uh, they're closing down the main pool starting September 4th, 2018. Hmm. Uh, the Maya, Mayan Pyramid Aquatic Area, the Lost City of Cabola Pool, and the Spitting Jaguar Slide will be closed until December 13th. And then adjoining areas like the Dig Site, Hot Tub, Iguana Arcade, and Siesta's Cantina Pool Bar will also be closed during the refurbishment. The pool bar, however, won't be open until January 6th, so about a month after the pool opens. It's always good to see Disney update their stuff. But there are three other pools at the resort, the Casitas, the Ranchos, and the Cabanas. Mm -hmm. Um, And those will remain open in case you're looking for... um, But, you know, they usually do this in the fall, going into winter, so it's not a big deal. Oh, yeah. A lot of people aren't looking to go into the pool. Although, it could be um, <laughs> the weather still is pretty yeah. hot in Florida sometimes for that. Shutters is no more. New table service restaurant at Caribbean Beach will be named after a Disney character. I wonder who that will be. Did you read? Do you know who it is? Probably Captain Jack Sparrow. You think Captain Jack Sparrow? What do you think the name's going to be? Or what character? Uh-huh. All right. Despite all the press release and concept art saying so, the new waterfront restaurant at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort will not be named Shutters. The restaurant's new name will be Sebastian's. Oh. Named after the character of the same name from Disney's Little Mermaid. That's just... No. The adjacent... Caribbean? I mean... Yeah, it's Caribbean. He had a Jamaican accent. Will Turner 
it takes place in the that, Caribbean. That's, that's true. That's true. I'm um, complaining, Disney. <laughs> the adjacent Banana Cabana will retain the former name. Banana Cabana. That's a good name. I like that. Banana, banana Cabana. Banana Cabana. Banana 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 Banana. So the new locations were, nice. were originally announced to be open this summer, mm-hmm. but all signage and an opening date have been removed. So they're still working on this. But that's all right. A new name is fine. But you're, I think you're right. I think the uh, I know, it takes place in the parts of the Caribbean makes more sense. Disney's Animal Kingdom welcomes a new baby mandrill. So mandrills are the largest species of monkey, what? but you wouldn't know that after seeing the newest member of Disney's Animal Kingdom mandrill family, family who was born on August 8th. Hey, same as you. Hey. Just 11 years later, to mom Scarlett and dad Winston. As far as the new baby mandrill, the gender and exact weight is not known as they're keeping him with his mother for now. Guests may catch a glimpse of the pair of monkeys on Kilimanjaro Safaris, where you'll be likely to see the baby hugging Scarlet's stomach, a natural bonding behavior that as the infant grows will transition to mom's back. Cool. So pretty cool. So new animals there. New animals. New faster resort Wi-Fi network installed at Port Orleans French Quarter. Yay. So we know we've been there. Disney World's Wi-Fi is not the greatest, but it's important to have Wi-Fi since all their stuff is on their app. And expect you to use the phone. Yeah. So they updated um, new Wi-Fi network at Disney Orleans French Quarter. The announcement states that Disney is always looking to improve the experience, both their cast members and their guests. And one part of that is enhancing and separating the Wi-Fi that is used at the resorts. So the new Wi-Fi at French Quarter is called WDW Resort Guest and should have a much better connection as will be targeted specifically for guests staying at the resorts. This will bring the name of the Wi-Fi network in line with all the other ones at other resorts. So they're separating the company Wi-Fi from the guest Wi-Fi. Yep. So that's good. Hopefully they update the Wi-Fi in all the other areas. Tron Attraction update now loading. That's right. Loading. 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 So Disney's blog. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Disney's blog. Dot, dot, yes, dot. there were dot, dot, dot there. Disney's blog said uh, last summer they unveiled plans for a thrilling Tron coaster style attraction to be added to Tomorrowland and Magic Kingdom. And they wanted to let us know, uh, give us a first look at the new Tron themed billboard at Magic Kingdom Park. So they have a billboard now announcing it's coming oh, cool. uh, that's visible from Storybrooke Circus. So there's um, that pathway from behind Storybrooke yeah. Circus into Tomorrowland. So it's along that way. The new attraction will occupy an entirely new area next to the land Space Mountain. And as they welcome the new Tron thing, some things are going to be changing and closing down. Uh. So first, the Disney World Railroad, uh, the train, will make temporary residence at the Main Street Station starting December okay. 2018, pausing its Grand Circle Tours of Magic Kingdom. So during this time, guests will be able to get an up-close look at the railroad and take advantage of one-of-a-kind photo opportunities. That basically means the, the train isn't going to be going around. Okay. Disney for a little while. They're just gonna, yeah. They're just gonna they're gonna park it in the station. It's gonna stay there, so you could go up and take pictures with it and stuff. So that's you know that's cool. The Tomorrowland Speedway will close for a portion of 2019 as the attraction's track is adjusted. It'll reopen as the same attraction our guests know and love in the summer of 2019. How do people love that thing? It's terrible. Most most people don't, but it's a it's a the Tomorrowland Speedway. Speedway. He's never been on it. No. Um, <laughs> Magic Kingdom's uh, well, we, Magic Kingdom's Tron attraction, which is set to debut just in time for Walt Disney's 50th anniversary in yeah. 2021, is based on the Tron Light Cycle Power Run at Shanghai Disney. Cool. So just yeah, you know, actually the Tomorrowland Speedway, the track has been modified a few times uh, because when they added um, 
it used to be Mickey's Toontown in the back. They they modified the track, so they're doing it they again. Have modified it since we've been there? No. I'm hoping they when ride. I'm hoping when they modify the track and open it, I'm hoping they're adding um, new cars, um, new and changing it. Yeah, you can actually drive it. Because the thing is, it's just a track, and there's this little thing on the bottom, and like the guy in front of us, he was literally taking a selfie. And the car was literally just driving itself, taking it <laughs> itself. Yeah. All right, that's it for news, guys. Yeah. Oh, not yeah. a lot. No, see, this is what happens when we have a podcast every week, is the news doesn't back up. Yeah. So you guys ready for our main topic? Main topic. So we talked to Kevin from Defunctland. Defunctland, yeah. we have mentioned in the past, is a YouTube series and a website, defunctland.com. But it's mini uh, documentaries based on all park attractions that have closed down yeah and kevin just disney though right and kevin has a book coming out this fall so we interviewed him for that but this um part of the interview part one is going to be mainly just disney discussions us talking to him about disney stuff um the boys podcast is called disney discussions that's right and then in a few months once the book comes out in november uh we'll have part two of our interview come out where we talk more about the book and even some spoilers for the book. But it's a really great book and the his um Kevin's videos are really great, yeah. so I recommend checking them out. So I hope you enjoy part one of our interview with Kevin from Defunctland. Welcome to Disney Discussions. I'm here with Stitch and Sparrow. Yay. Hi. And also special guest, Kevin Perger from Defunctland. Kevin does these great documentary videos on YouTube. I I almost hate to say they're videos on YouTube because it's not your v- normal vlogging Disney videos. These are actual documentary style of um, rides and theme parks uh, that no longer exist from many theme parks. Uh, there was Action Park, you do Universal, you do Disney. So welcome to the podcast, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Of course. And the main reason we're having you on is you have a new book out. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited uh, to, this is actually my, I'm doing the uh, unofficial internet book tour, (laughs) as I mentioned on Twitter, and that's how you reached out. I said if anybody uh, has a podcast or some sort of show that they'd be willing to waste their time and read my book early, um, then you (laughs) and then have me on. So basically me like begging people to to have me on and you took me up on the offer. So this is my first stop on my pseudo book tour that's great for the internet it's always good to be first absolutely yeah this is fresh (laughs) (laughs) and it it was not a chore to read your book i read through it um on my commute within two days it was great i really enjoyed it defunct land kind of started off as a vr project is that right um no okay not not exactly um the i mentioned in the back to the future episode that we're gonna try and we've been trying it's slow Mm -hmm. um it's hard um, because it's either we can give you shapes or we, or we can give you the experience. And we, I, of course, always want to give you the experience. So, But we're still working on the first attraction. It's I originally wrote for my own blog called The Purge. And it would do current event satire. Mm. Um, but within current event satire, like current events, so like Hamilton was huge. So I was, I was going to prove that um, Hamilton is not genius. It was all of a joke. Because I could write a, another similar musical about George Washington Carver <laughs> using the same beats and raps. The, 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 uh, the guy that invented peanut butter. Right. Um, but as, as a, in the book, well, the as, book Allison, is, yeah, <laughs> as, as Allison has pointed out, my fact checker, he did not invent peanut butter or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then I also did uh, a rewrite of the first Star Wars movie, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, oh. uh, and trying to make it worse than it already <laughs> is. Uh, and uh, so I, I had all these rules and I basically was just like, you know, messing with the script. And so I had all these kind of like 
art project, like these these kind of high concepts, um, silly things I was doing. Mm. Um, and one of the things is I was like, well, I have the I have a movie, I have a musical. Why don't I have a theme park? Um, and so I had always been interested in theme parks, but I never really had a reason to talk about it. But with the with the the purge dot com, I I kind of wanted to do that. So I said I'm going to build a theme park of my own by using the rides of the past. And it was this high concept kind of like, okay, this is kind of clearly I'm not going to buy the land and steal (laughs) rides. Um, But people believed it. I've had two or three people send me plots of land that are first for sale in random U (laughs) S states saying uh, we should crowdfund and buy this and build defunct land. Right. Um, Realize that there's no way we can do that so i realized that well we can't actually build it so let's do a vr park and we've been working on that but really it's more of a uh, defunct land itself exists in that even if it you don't get to go through every ride in vr the idea of it is the park exists in the fact that season one has a park layout right. um it has all these different things and season two has a park layout and then defunct tv has like this is like the studios mm. it's it's like a high concept but it really helps um with branding and um and you know just getting engaged into it like getting involved into the youtube series rather than just watching the video just the idea that oh well we're the community is building this kind of park even if you don't actually buy the land in ohio or wherever that you send it to me um that's where that came from so that's how kind of defunct land got started on apart from my just general interest in video editing well i think it's great i mean people you know I never went as a kid, but people go to Disney World, they have these fond memories of these rides, and then they're gone. Um, so at least your videos have a way of just bringing that back. And nostalgia is huge nowadays. People are always <laughs> looking to go go back to their childhood. Um, and you do that in a great way. And, and it's really uh, informative and entertaining. Um, and the book was exactly the same way. It was, it's really a joy to read, and, and your videos are a joy to watch. Thank you so much. It, it's interesting. You wonder um, if Disney, you always hear the rumors of people wanting a fifth park with the old rides that don't exist anymore. But even, you know, and that used to seem silly, but nowadays people are so into nostalgia and what used to be. You almost wonder if that's uh, a possibility of a yeah. way to go. Yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. I don't know how that would, how that would work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, just because I know that, and I, I again, I mean, if we once we get into spoilers, I guess I do mention this later in the book. Um, is that the the people? It's like a lot of people are really interested in this, um, but not enough. Mm. You know, it's it's not enough for the Walt Disney Company to care, um, and that and they they care about their fans, but we are so loyal. Like the the community is so intense and loyal to a point where if they're making a decision they're not going to listen to the fans they're going to listen to the general audience and that that push and pull i think a fifth park would be based on defunct rides that'd be really interesting for sure um i don't know if i would actually i think i'd I'd, i would honestly rather than put the resources to building a new fifth park with like a new concept Mm -hmm. um but then again, if it's cheaper and it doesn't cost that much money, then sure. Just I mean, if, if you have them, then let us ride them. Right. Um, but I'm sure it's going to cost some money to like revive it. But I mean, how much? I mean, how hard is it to recreate Snow White's scary adventures? Right. Um, it's it was built in the 70s, so <laughs> can't be that hard. Right. Well, people always talk about that fifth park too, and I think um, 
Disney needs to focus on the the four parks that they have and really f- fix oh, yeah. some of the stuff that that they need to pay attention to. Now, even uh, the new Toy Story Land, which looks amazing, there's some shortcuts there where people uh, like they're blocking off fences because the the fences are cheap and the, there's a safety concern now. Um, the paint on the alien uh, alien swirling saucers is already scraping on the floor. Like, you guys, you just built this, like. Yeah, it's the it's the same cycle over and over again. The the Disney needs in Disney World especially they need to figure something out because they need to expand. They need to stop closing rides not because I don't want them to go away, but because they have so many capacity issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those parks are getting almost a pain a pain to go to. Yep. Um, especially Magic Kingdom. Now, I mean, it's it is a madhouse all the time mm. i have gone and i and you know when i live in florida or i live like four hours from orlando so i i go on the days that you, no one goes and it's still a madhouse yeah they have to do something they, they need to keep expanding the parks or maybe a fifth gate would alleviate some of that but they just need to keep expanding yes and the, the solution isn't to keep raising prices to stop people from going um which just seems to be part of the way they're going which i i kind of get the theory there but also you know like you're saying expand and and um create more for people to go to yeah the 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 raising of prices is it's you almost can't blame them for it yeah because the, the attendance numbers just keep going up and then they raise the price people complain and then more people go yeah and so it's like, from a company's perspective that runs for profit, they're like, um, what do you all want? Because <laughs> you're still going. And so it's a, like, I, I understand where they're, why they're doing that. But I also don't want to see people get priced out because I feel like this is a art form that everybody, no matter of your social class, should be able to experience. Like, it is, it is magic in a way. And there's no... And it, it does cost money, um, but at the same time, it shouldn't cost so much money that you price out people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. No, I agree. And I like that you take the stance in the book and all your videos. You're right. This is this is art. This is real, live, three-dimensional art. And the, the care the Imagineers take and the thought and the, the money that goes into it, um, a lot of people are just rushing from ride to ride and not really experiencing the whole thing. And I love that you go into that a bit in the book, um, that this is an art form and we should go back and look at the the older art and appreciate for what it was, too. Yeah, absolutely. I think the best example of that is in Liberty Square. Um, Liberty Square is always no one's no one stops in Liberty Square. Right. Liberty like Liberty Square has Haunted Mansion and it's separate. It's so far away from the main area. It has um, the the boats, but I don't ride the boat, so I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, they're they're nice to look at. Yeah, I know. I'm with um, you. <laughs> and then they have what else do they have? They have Hall of Presidents, which barely anyone goes to. Yeah. Um, and so people run through there, but it's my favorite part of the park because everyone just runs through there. And if you just sit and look at, I mean, there's that beautiful tree. There's the, uh, there's all of these different architectural styles. If I said that correctly, um, from all of the 13 colonies and just, and it's, it's not authentic, but it's art. And that's, and that's, I think people get caught up and be like, Disney's so fake. No, it's, I mean, yes, that's the point. I like, whenever I hear someone say that like online, they'll be like, I, or whenever I hear it in person, 
um they're like disney's so not fake it's so kid like it's not mm. it's so so cheesy I'm, i just want to lean and be like you know that like magic isn't real right, right. like it's not actual but disney is able to do it so like can you not give them credit for being able to create this beautiful like thing so yeah it is an art form and i i feel like it's getting more attention people need to um, give it more attention. What I am worried about is that um, online, and this isn't bad, but I see more and more people flocking towards um, the kind of like uh, fun facts, and that's that's not that's not the point. Yeah. Um, there, I don't I don't want fun facts. I don't want. Uh, did you know there's a real skull in Pirates of the Caribbean? Like, yes, I did. Did you know there's a basketball court in the Mat- Matterhorn? Yes, I did. Um, did you know that uh, that you can take certain spires of the castle off? Not all of them, of course, but you can just take uh, during a hurricane. Yes, I did. Like I know these things. That's not like knowing fun facts is different than analyzing and appreciating art. Like I people like movie fun facts are fun, but there's also a large portion of people that criticize and mm-hmm. praise and yeah. uh, dissect films. We need that for theme parks. Yeah. So. And that, that's how you learn, right? And that's how um, people get interested uh, wanting to be Imagineers in the future. Um, you learn, like, how it's done. But also, you know, you learn, like we talked about earlier, your, your failures. Like, all right, what went wrong with this? Well, let's improve that. Or what went right with this? Let's try and, and keep it along the same path, but continually evolving. Yeah. And they did some wrong things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but they're pioneers, too. That's going to happen. Nope. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they just they just succeeded a little less than they thought they would. <laughs> right. And you know, up until recently with Universal and, and Harry Potter Land, they didn't really have a competitor. Yeah. Um. They didn't. They didn't have a competitor at all until Universal moved to Florida in right. 1990. They they took for granted that monopoly yeah. for a long time. You know, you hear all the stuff like Disney's going to be a monopoly in movies. No, they're not going to be. It's, no, they're not. But they uh. Disney did truly have a monopoly in theme parks because they invented them. Right. It was, I mean, there's not, I mean, every Six Flags park, like this first, Angus Wynn would teach you the most Texas name of all time. (laughs) Angus Wynn Jr. went to Disney and then he came back to Texas and he went to Disneyland in like 1956, came back to Texas and was like, wow, I want to build a Disneyland here. Every Six Flags after that. Right. Is because of him going to Disneyland, Astroworld. They went to Disneyland, all of the uh, Universal, all, every single thing. Because remember, before Disneyland, it was docks and it was county fairs and it was you know all of these kind of um, boardwalk yeah. type amusement parks that were known for being dirty. Um, they were known for not being well maintained or themed. Disney wasn't the first you know theme park per se, but it was the first like actual planned out constructed for this bigger purpose kind of theme park with a, with a lot of money behind it It, because Disney invented it. I mean, it's very difficult in most industries to go back to someone that invented something like that. Um, In movies, it's difficult because I mean, you can say, okay, this was the first movie you can go to the the great train robbery. Well, this is the first kind of longer form, multi-camera, multi-shot movie. And you can be like, well, this is kind of innovated this. I it, I hard pressed to find uh, an industry where entertainment, especially where one thing took it from nothing to to something everybody wants to go to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just it wasn't oh well Universal opened this park and then Disney kind of improved upon it and then Cedar Fair did this. It was there was dirty 
boardwalks and carnivals, and then just Disney just built pretty much the proof of concept, the best one of all time immediately. Like there was no in between time. Right. So, um, and they did innovate because why not? Who cares? Is we need people to come back. But then eventually it got to the point where the Magic Kingdom, when it first opened, was kind of a like really. Um, <laughs> Because there wasn't a lot different. I mean, there wasn't a lot there, you know. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, fair because it hadn't been open for that long. But um, it just so it was a park that just opened, but it was so much like Disneyland. Yeah. That it, it's almost as if, you know, uh, is this is this just what they're going to do forever? And then they proved with Epcot that no, it's not. And then they proved with Hollywood Studios that they can definitely beat someone to the punch. Um, or Disney MGM. But yeah, so this, uh, as you were saying, yeah, it is, it's definitely, they're finally having good competition. I still don't think the competition is there all the way. No. Um, like Wizarding World of Harry Potter is beautiful, um, but it was also kind of lucky. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they got Harry, it was skillful, I guess, business-wise that they got Harry Potter. But if Disney would have gotten it, it would have been, you know, maybe 10 times better. Um Universal was genius in deciding to go all in. We're yeah. going to build a Harry Potter land. Um, that changed everything. That was innovative. Um, but the technology itself, eh, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. I love butterbeer, though. Butterbeer is delicious. It is really good. We're going, <laughs> we're actually going, we're taking the boys to Universal for the first time in November. Yay. And they're very oh my excited. Gosh. So. I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah, get some butterbeer. Get some frozen. <laughs> I will get some butterbeer. It is delicious. Get the, get the frozen one. The frozen one okay. is amazing. Okay. All right. <laughs> and, I'll try it. <laughs> and if it's the good. if the rumors are true with this, I'll, I'll call it a third, but they're going to call it a fourth uh, theme park for Universal um, with uh, Super Nintendo Land and maybe Fantastic Beast Land. Um, it's just going to help the industry because then Disney is going to have to react to that. And they already are with Star Wars Land, which looks yeah. like it's going to be amazing. So it's good It's good for us, the consumers, when there's this kind of battle going on. Right. It's yeah, kind of annoying that they're just fighting and fighting and fighting. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I wish they would stop that. But the, uh, the I, I don't know, the, uh, the Universal will never be, because they, they just don't have the land that Disney does, you know? they. Right. You drive on I-4 on, in Orlando, the highway, and you can see it inside of Universal. Like You can look like at every attraction. Yeah. You can't do that at Disney. Disney is this big magic... I mean, you, you can't find the Magic Kingdom unless you... Like, there's only one road that goes by Space Mountain. You ha- To get to the Magic Kingdom, you have to park at the Transportation Ticket Center, ride the monorail right. across a giant lake to get to this other world, you know? It's, it's brilliant. And the way they did it, the way they accumulated the land and then came up with Reedy Creek so they don't have to deal with outside parties. Um, right. It's really amazing. Brilliant stuff. Well, well, if we get into spoiler talk, that's a, I did have to do some research on what jurisdiction Reedy Creek and Orange County have and <laughs> different things they can do. Um, but yeah, it's just... Uh, it's Disney just has just Disney does it so right in so many ways, and then they also fail in a lot of ways. Um, and it's just a it's that push and pull. It's it's good. It's all good. But uh, as long as people um, appreciate like the the effort and the product more so than just I'm gonna go and ride it and then get a churro. Like right. I do that. I love churros, but you also have to while you're eating your churro, you should look around because 
this used to be a swamp. Like this was, <laughs> like they transformed a swamp into a magic kingdom, and that is no easy feat. So give them some credit. What is your favorite Disney villain? My favorite Disney villain, Scar, one hundred percent Scar. Nice. It, it, what, you, did, you did say Disney villain, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, villain. good. I didn't. I I wanted to make sure I heard you right, and I wasn't just like you want me to Disney villains. I love Disney villains, and just jump into that. No, uh, no, Scar's awesome because he has the best song of any Disney villain. Um, Be prepared is one of my favorite Disney songs, and it it probably helps that the music and the singing music in The Lion King isn't my favorite. Um, of all time, like Akuna Matata, and I, I just can't wait to be king. I mean, they're fun, but so that "Be Prepared" is just the best song in that movie, in my opinion. So that mine scar. What's yours? Um, I'm not the really kind of type of villain guy, but Pharaoh is. <laughs> What's your favorite hero? Um, I like Spider Man. Spider Man's good. Which- Our group. Our group. <laughs> what about Disney animated hero? If you ask the question, you got to be prepared to answer it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to throw it back at you. <laughs> it's fine. No answer. Mm. Well, you're you're probably all about Marvel right now because it's dominating. Uh, there hasn't been a, a ton of animated stuff. I re- I recently saw him in the Wasp. So. Oh yeah, yeah. How'd you like that? Oh, it was really good. Yeah, I like that too. This, like Paul Rudd, so yeah, it's really funny. I even liked. I think I liked this one better than the the first one. What is your that, favorite Disney hero, though? Um, my favorite Disney hero. Hmm. Technically, he's Disney. So Kermit. Yeah. Um, nice. Kermit the, I forgot to say the Muppets. But yeah. Well. But animated. Uh, animated. Okay. Um. Let me think. Um. I do love Simba and Mufasa. I am. I do really like the Lion King. Um, I, I <laughs> we love, can tell. I mean, if, <laughs> yeah. If the genie counts from Aladdin, then he I counts. will say the genie. I, he's not yeah. the hero of the story, but he's a good guy. So no, I he's like funny the too. I agree with you on the genie. I just completely forgot about Aladdin. That's my favorite. <laughs> I love Aladdin. Kermit's a good answer, though. I love. Yeah. We're a big fan Hello, of the Muppets. Kermit the Frog here. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, like you, you um. You shed a good light on the Muppets in Liberty Square in your book. I know there's some people online that, that kind of hate that the Muppets were added to that, but I think it adds um, it adds a little more to do <laughs> in Liberty Square. Yeah. Um, oh and, yeah, and yeah. something for um, just something new and, and keep it fresh. Yeah. yeah. Well, Liberty Square, um, and I mentioned this in the book too. It's just that Disney is taking on a certain time period they've locked themselves in i mean there's no other one that there's no it's new orleans square which exists in real life and then there's liberty square which is supposed to be that you know that very you know time period um kind of land and that's they've locked themselves into that and there's some issues with that (laughs) as we talk about but it's okay if you just really just ignore that. I mean, if you don't lean into it, but you don't ignore it, and there's a happy medium, and I think that happy medium is the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> because the Muppets can kind of, uh, kind of just like, you know, with the Muppets, they're Disney saying, like, we're not trying to be that historically accurate here. Right. And I also, I love, I love that show. I know, uh, one of the puppeteers, he's amazing. Um, he actually does my audio editing. He, he puppeteers Kermit and a few of the other. Oh, wow. Uh, 
Yeah. So, and of course, Disney Dan knows all of the Muppets. <laughs> I mean, he was just, I, every single one. He was just at a wedding, and it was two puppeteers that were getting married, and everyone was there. Like Miss Piggy and Fozzie, Eric Jacobs, and not right. Frank Oz, but uh, <laughs> Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Kermit, Matt Vogel, like. I don't know if he was there there, but like Dan, Disney Dan, he knows all of them. And so I, I'm a huge Muppets fan, but Disney, but Dan's like an actual puppeteer. Right. So I always, I always text Dan. I'm like, can you tell Elmo that? Because <laughs> <laughs> Elmo like posted something about Defunctland one time. Really? And I, yeah, well, yeah. So the person that played Elmo, right, Elmo right, himself yeah. was not like, <laughs> but uh, I was, so I was just like, can you tell Elmo that I love him? <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. It's actually, I, I know it sounds a little weird for a 40-year-old man to say this, but it's on my bucket list to actually interact with the Muppets live one time. <laughs> oh, no, it's that's not weird at all. I feel the same way, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, Stitch, I had a question. Um, yeah, what is your favorite themed part? Hmm. I'm probably going to have to say, well, I will tell you that for a long time it was Hollywood Studios, for M- Disney MGM, I should yeah. say. Because um, I, I really... Call- a lot of people call it Hollywood Studios now. Yeah, yeah. I I really I really enjoyed that. I don't know. I just loved the the vibe. But now that it's kind of a shell, it's like the vibe is ruined. I mean, it's still there. You know, you still have the boulevard and all that yeah, stuff. It's but... just the front of the park now. It used to be the whole park had that kind of vibe to it, but now exactly. it's just just that entrance. And yeah, that used to be my favorite too. And once Star Wars Land opens, I'm sure it'll be- become my favorite again, but for a whole yeah, different reason. Yeah. Yeah, and like the Pixar Studios part of it, I didn't mind that because yeah. it felt like it fit. And now Toy Story Land's there, so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> uh, but but if that's a catch-all park, that's fine. My favorite one right now is probably the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Mine too. Believe it or, believe it or not, I wrote a book about it. <laughs> yeah. um, I just because I love Liberty Square and I miss it when I go to Disneyland. Um, when I go to Disneyland and there's no Liberty Square, I get a little sad. Because mm. um, I just, I don't know, like, just even if you ignore all the revisionist history, it is just such a such a fun area. And I love ice cream sandwiches. And <laughs> So do I. So do I. Yes, they're so good. And on top of that, Magic Kingdom has way better food. It has yeah. the best food. That is true. The, yeah. The churros come with chocolate at Disneyland. Mm. Only certain churros come with chocolate. Uh, it's yeah so I mean I could just if you want me to talk about food I could talk about <laughs> just, uh, I'll tell you all about why food is so much I will say though I did have Monte Cristo's at Cafe Orleans mm-hmm. at Disneyland and those were delicious yeah, that's so, actually that's another thing on my bucket list is because I we used to have a Bennigan's uh, many years ago and they would have a Monte Cristo sandwich it was one of my favorite things and then mm-hmm. the, they went out of business but like and I keep hearing about the ones in Disneyland that is on my bucket list to go and, and have one of those they are awesome and i I made the mistake of ordering fries beforehand because i was like does this come with fries and they're like no and i'm like oh well i guess i'll have some fries to start off and then they and i was because i was like i'm they're gonna give me a little measly sandwich right they gave me four sandwiches wow (laughs) and they were amazing so yes but ice cream sandwiches and in liberty square ice cream uh, sandwiches that's so good churros in frontierland Also, the, they have those delicious chicken nuggets in uh, Frontierland with the great waffle fries. Oh, we haven't had those. Um, those are really good. Um, oh, Tomorrowland. Definitely go get the... Um, the. It's a blue raspberry Fanta. It's a blue Fanta Icy, and they come with a Mickey straw. I'm collecting these Mickey straws. Oh. 
and you can get them in all different colors throughout the park. But the best icy is the blue raspberry. So if you all ever go, uh, you need to you need shoot me a uh, direct message on Twitter or an email and tell me if you got a blue icy or not. Because absolutely, they're, okay, they're we'll they're probably you. the same thing as Seven Eleven, probably. But that Mickey straw just it makes a world of difference. Changes everything. It changes. It changes the game. Yep. <laughs> just like the waffles. It's a normal waffle, but once you put it in a Mickey shape, it's totally different. Yeah. Oh yes, that is so true. <laughs> I admit, Mitchell Musso. I had him on on one of my podcast, and he said that he's like changes the waffle game. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't mean to. I don't mean to take up your podcast and talk about food, but no, if you'll I don't allow, mind at all. Go for allow, it. Yeah. If you allow me, the moment. I love food. Um, so, <laughs> it uh, butterbeer is the best drink at any theme park. Um, it it is tr- it is not overrated. It is amazing. Um, the best, the like the best looking place at the Magic Kingdom is a oh, new Fantasyland. Also is gorgeous yeah um also another reason i like magic kingdom over disneyland is the scale yeah it's just it's there um but new Fantasyland, they have with uh they have gaston's tavern um yeah. with and it's really cool have you been in there yeah yes awesome. they, yeah. they did a fantastic job with that new Fantasyland. i have to say yeah it's the best thing they've added yeah because they they used intellectual properties but they didn't did they instead of what they could have done, which I'm surprised they didn't, honestly, they could have been like, "All right, let's uh, we're gonna do Tangled only, we're gonna do Frozen, um, which wasn't out at the time, yeah. so they didn't know." But uh, they they could have gone with those new movies. But I actually, it's probably wasn't them being smart. This is probably the sign of the times in Disney movies. Um, yeah, that they were probably like, "Okay, we're gonna go back to our classics because you get uh, Snow White. We got a new Snow White attraction in 2012. Yeah, isn't that that's crazy? Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Uh, but yeah, the, all, I love all the Beauty and the Beast stuff. That yeah. is so. Yes. There's a there's yeah. a uh, there's a there's a bench right outside, and you can look at the fountain, sit in the shade, and you yeah. can just look beautiful buildings they built. Like there's a that bathroom is the most beautifully themed bathroom. The Tangled <laughs> bathrooms is that what you're talking about? Uh, no, not the Tangled. Those oh, are okay. beautiful too. But yeah. there's one right by Lafou's Brew. Oh, okay. And it's just and it's like this little French village, um, and it's just it's amazing. I'm I'm. <laughs> I love it. So <laughs> now, man, now I really want a blue raspberry Fanta. Seven <laughs> Eleven. Man, I don't even. I, I don't even know the last time I've been to a Seven Eleven. But I, all this, t- I, I have my Mickey Mouse straws here, so, so yeah. I have to get. Uh, I, I'm just gonna go walk into Seven Eleven with my Mickey Mouse straw. Uh, <laughs> what are your favorite foods, Stitch? My- yes, or Stitch or Sparrow. My favorite food is probably. I really don't have a favorite. I don't know. You like the ice cream bars, right? Yeah, the, the ice, ice cream, cream bars. bars. Or the shaved ice in Japan. And I've got those are really good. Yeah. The shaved well, ice. You're a world traveler. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I haven't been to Epcot. I haven't been on a food tour of Epcot. So I, w- I, I need to. I just need to save up a bunch of money, go down to, and just have a day where I just eat everything. There's a lot of good uh, snacks in Epcot. There, there is. The school bread oh my gosh, in yes. Norway. The school bread is good. The um, cronut. Yes. From Canada's good. But uh, Magic Kingdom, let's see. Well, the the Cinnabon you could get at yes. um, Gaston's Tavern is yes. huge and delicious. It's awesome. Yes, I have had that. That's very. I like how they make it look like a loaf of bread. Yeah. 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 Oh, I talk about in the book, actually. Um, if you go to the Skipper Canteen, the there's all of those wonderful references to theme park attractions. Of the past, yeah. You have you been? In, have ha- you been in the skip? No, we have. We we have not been in there. And your book made me want to make sure the next time we go, we have dinner in there. Absolutely, it is 
it is the best experience and no one knows about it. And yeah. the best part is you're going to get a seat. You're going to wait for 15, 20 minutes, but you're going to get a seat because it's, it's purposefully not on the app. Mm. Um, it is the most wonderfully thing. If you like that aesthetic of, I mean, just slightly kind of, you know, Trader Sam's, um, yeah. it's like Trader Sam's mixed with, uh, the adventurers club, all of the adventurers club stuff is in there. The society for uh, explorers and adventurers, all of the references you could spend days in there and see something new. It's, it's like one of those places. That's awesome. And, uh, and there, there's three dining rooms, and in between one of the two dining rooms, the main dining room, in the main dining room, there's a like a second story that is inactive. It's just a giant, but up there, there's a fake balcony with little rooms okay. with different people's, uh, like different offices of the different Jungle Cruise people. Oh, nice. That's awesome. And then, uh, but in between the two, like in to get into one of the dining rooms, you have to walk through this bookcase that's open. So it's like it's as if someone it's like if the bookcase was on the wall and then someone pulled the book and it opened like Scooby Doo style. <laughs> okay. Um, and so when, it, when whenever they take you in, they they'll like tell you a story and they'll say like, well, one day um, when we were we were searching through this place, it, we, it used to belong to this person. And we opened this door and look at that, we found all of his treasure in this room because we tried to grab this book. Um, really cool story. And in between, there's a small little library and w- one row with a book with like just one perfect row every theme park every extinct attraction um yeah you mentioned that in the book i thought that was really interesting yeah could you i mean i don't want to necessarily give uh well i guess who cares it's there it's not like it's something i wrote um but actually that you can't really find it online because i had to go and videotape it oh really actually actually write it because there was not a a compiled list online really of what each one meant could you tell pretty much what each one meant um, I got most of them. There might have been one or two that I that I didn't. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick because there's a there is a few um, that are difficult. Um, let's see. I guess spoilers right now. <laughs> spoilers. If you've, never been to this, if you've never been to this restaurant and or haven't read the book, um, we'll just go through these. The Grace of Swan by Plaza. Right. So the Swan Boats. Right. Yeah, okay, we'll just I'll quiz you. <laughs> a, uh, a new way to manage a birds by INZ Management Publications. It's the Tiki Room under new management, right? Yep, with Iago and Zazu. Yep. Um if you had wings you could fly by BL. Right, so that's the the I forget the name of the ride, but it was in Tomorrowland, right? If you had wings, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what BL? Um no, I don't know. Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Uh, oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. Yep. A flight through dreams. Right, which is what it turned into, right? Yeah. Right, and then keeping time by Williams, timekeeper by Robin Williams. Right. Yep. Nice. Mission yeah. to the Red yeah. Planet by Morrow. Right. So Journey yeah. to the Red Planet, yeah. Tom Morrow. Yep. Yeah, that's a uh, mission to Mars. Mission. Yeah, mission to Mars. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Creatures from Space by Clench. So it must be um, extraterrestrial, right? Yeah, and then Elsie Clench is the name of the uh, uh, of the guy okay. in extraterrestrial. Uh, Keelboats of the Mississippi River by Fink. Right, so the Mike Fink Keelboats. Right, the 1871 Annual Review of Song. See, that one I didn't get. That is the Mickey Mouse Review. Oh, there it is, MMR, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so there's a, uh, I forget necessarily, um, let's see, I don't know why it's called the 1871 Annual Review of Song. There's a reason. Um, Maybe because, uh, let me see. I'm trying to remember. I found this out because I was. I also that was the one that tripped me up. Yeah, I think it's because in 1971 is when the Magic Kingdom opened. Okay, um, and since it's and, yeah, and so they, just they put it. Yeah, 
and maybe a review is I don't know whatever. Um, <laughs> the wildest ride by JT Toad. Right. So Mr. Toad's wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. The polar voyage by Nemo. So that's the, the submarine ride. Nautilus. Yeah. Nautilus. Yeah. Yeah, twenty thousand leagues. Right. Uh, yeah, Captain Nemo. Yep. And a view from above by S.W. Buckets. That's the Skyliner, right? Or not the yep. whatever it was called. Um, yeah, Skyway. Skyway Buckets. Yep. Skyway. So yeah, and this was so fun because I actually had written the first part of the book already. So like before we get to the seven at chapter seven and eight, mm-hmm. and I went I went to the parks with Disney Dan, and he took me into the Skipper Canteen. He's like, oh, you got to go in there, and the food's really good, so it was worth it. Oh, cool. Um, and then he's like, you got to come look at this, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is just a treasure trove, and so I was like, this is the perfect way to kind of end this part of the book. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and now throw you into this other part of the book that's completely different. <laughs> but yeah, so. That is all. That's all my food talk. <laughs> <laughs> food talk. That'll be our home little segment. We'll have food talk, right? Um, do you have a favorite existing theme park ride? Oh man, Parts of the Caribbean at Disneyland, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout at California Adventure is super fun. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, it's it's just a very interesting tone. Like it just gets you excited. Right. Um, the ride itself is a like I I don't it, it makes me nauseous, but uh. <laughs> But they uh, they did a really good job with the theming, and you can also go see the old Yeti from the old Matterhorn Abominable right. Snowman, and you can see and figment, an old right? and figment, and you can see an old squid from <laughs> um, twenty th- from their submarine voyage. Oh, neat! Yeah, um, and they're all in there, and you can also go see some. There's some other little references, so it's it's a it's a cool little place. Um, Pandoran. Or as it's called officially, um, Soren. No, no, it's not called. It's, it's called a what is it called? Flight of passage? passage. Yeah, I call it Pandoran. Yeah, I, that, uh, yeah. From what I hear, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so it's fine. Um, it's a. Uh, is it worth three hours? No, um, but it's fine. Expedition Everest. If they fix that Yeti, uh, that would be a fantastic. That's one of my favorite rides. I mentioned that in the book. Yeah, Joe Rody keeps uh, saying he's he's working on it, so we'll see. Yeah, well, I wonder well, if now that that um, Avatar is open, they'll uh, they'll shut it down for the the time they need to to fix. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I mean, they might as well. It's really not doing that much to help capacity, right? Um, but they'll uh, they need to. I think they need to make sure that they get uh, Navi River Journey really working mm. before they do that. And they're also probably going to wait until Star Wars Land opens. Yeah. Uh, right. Because then no one's going to be going to Pandora. <laughs> like, everyone, come to your favorite sci-fi series, Avatar. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, let's skip Star Wars. Um, kind of counterproductive, Disney. Nope. Uh, <laughs> uh but and that's another part of the book that I, I talk about. I talk about a little bit about Pandora um, and the about the hypocrisy. The uh, the uh, what's the word? Um, the I talk. Well, I talk. I do the uh, the relations seminar. Oh well, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the appropriateness of that. And then I also talk about uh, how you could give Steven Spielberg a fantastic script, uh, a terrible script, and he would make a good movie. Right. But instead, why don't you give him a good script? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Make but, a brilliant movie. I mean, but in in uh, defending Disney here, they didn't have much. Like they didn't have Star Wars at that time. Universal was coming out with Harry Potter. I think it was already open. Like they needed something, and that was the number one movie at the time. But then it took you know what six years for it to actually be built and become irrelevant in that time. <laughs> yes, it's it's not it's not anyone's fault, but. It, 
the product is less than yeah what i mean just uh, pandora is so it, the pandoran relies so heavily on your knowledge and love of the first avatar film yeah for you to get that surreal experience you know and so anyways my favorite theme park ride as of right now probably just because it's if they get rid of johnny depp um pirates of the caribbean at disneyland <laughs> because it's so much of the original is there um they just got to get rid of johnny depp trying to interrupt the ride um and yeah so i i don't know i have a lot of a lot of favorite rides at the magic kingdom really don't have a favorite ride there they're all just okay yeah um the i like the magic kingdom because it's like more of a i'm i'm going here for an experience rather right. than i'm going here for the rides yeah um because it's it is the most like it really does feel like you're somewhere else. Yeah. Where Disneyland's mm-hmm. for some reason to me still feels like I'm in a theme park. <laughs> like but but Magic Kingdom really does feel like I'm in a different world. Um oh Country Bear Jamboree. Duh, done. Never mind. Country Bear Jamboree. I forgot. <laughs> that that is the best. <laughs> I love it. Country Bear Jamboree. Have you been on the Country Bear Jamboree? We actually no. haven't. That's on our list for, <gasps> for the next time we go. I know, I know. <gasps> <laughs> oh no you have to go it is amazing it's so fun okay and all the oh it's okay we'll yeah. go. and you, i do not like country music right. but i love the country bear jamboree <laughs> like i think the only reason i don't like country music is because animatronic bears are not singing it like if kenny chesney was an animatronic bear i would i'd be at every concert <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, and what is your favorite defunct theme park ride? Hmm, good question. Extraterrestrial is probably what I'm going to have to go with, um, just because of how I also love the Timekeeper. It's 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 hard. It's it's like asking um, what's your favorite movie. Like I can tell you that I have a lot of favorite movies, as I'm sure both of you do too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have a lot. It's not like you have one. Probably have like a bunch of. You're like you I have all these favorites, right? And so I have, but they're all different. So like my favorite, you know, serious theme park attraction mm-hmm. would probably be extraterrestrial. But the timekeeper was just so, so mm-hmm. quaint and sweet, and I, I like that. Um, yeah. So those are probably my two. If I had to narrow it down to two, I won't rant too long about this because <laughs> you, you basically just asked me like uh that, that's my that's like my trigger if you ask me what's your favorite right. theme, defunct theme park attraction i'll like throw everything off the table and be like let me tell you name every I video have so you have done and <laughs> <laughs> astral world had a, so many of them <laughs> every slide at action park <laughs> well thank you kevin so much for talking to us the the book is a great book i recommend everyone go out and read it how can they how can they get your book yeah well, in November, um, it will be on Amazon. Hopefully, Prime, if not, very short shipping um, time. So go grab it. There's a hardback version and an ebook version. Um, the hardback version um, is is a little more expensive, of course, just because it is. It, you got to, you know, it's full color, right. so there's some beautiful illustrations, and it, it really. And so hopefully it'll pop, and it feels really nice. Um, but if you just want to read it, and you don't have um, that few uh, extra dollars totally understand there's an ebook version um that will be up on amazon as well for you to read so definitely go check it out cool yeah thank you so much for having me of course and how can people uh find you online what's the best place uh, ju- just uh just yell into any computer uh, <laughs> lands um just google defunct land and you'll find me um youtube comes up really quickly go on youtube search defunct land i'm 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 everywhere um me if you want more from 
like I also have a podcast if you want to just hear me yeah, talk about great. all my favorite churros, <laughs> rank my top ten Disney World churros uh, <laughs> that I've had personally. The churro of '09 was delicious, especially. <laughs> yeah, probably so. an audience there though. You joke, but you never know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there there definitely is. So yeah. So I'm online. You can find me. <laughs> great. Thanks so much, Kevin. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> All right, so be on the lookout for part Thanks. two coming in the future. I'll probably drop it around, uh, put it in an October, September, October podcast yeah. as the book comes out. But it, it, we got an advanced copy. It's really worth listening. You guys ready for the Disney Media Pick of the Week? Media, 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 media Pick of the Week. Brought to you by com. A magical place to chat all things Disney. That's right. So my media pick of the week this week is we've mentioned connecting with Walt podcast in the in the past. Yeah. Um, but now a specific episode that came out last week, episode 66, talks about the history of Mickey Mouse. So part one, there's a couple phases they talk about of Mickey's history. And they go into the creation of Mickey Mouse and his first cartoon. So I recommend check this out. Episode 66 of Connecting with Walt podcast from the Dis Unplugged podcast network it was a great great episode podcast is great we really enjoy it but one thing i learned i always thought steamboat willie was the first mickey mouse cartoon but it was the first right it was the first mickey mouse cartoon in wide release they actually made do you remember the name of the first one playing crazy playing crazy was the first mickey mouse cartoon made and had no sound is it plain crazy or playing no plain like an airplane Okay. But Steamboat Willie was the first one, first um, major cartoon yeah. with sound, and the first one they released and went really popular. So that's why people think that it's hey. the first cartoon with sound and the first Disney um, and the first Mickey Mouse cartoon. Right. I like Steamboat Willie because it's Mickey, but I don't like it because there's no talking. Like, hi, <laughs> hey, oh, oh, okay. All right, you guys ready for our Disney trivia? Trivia! Brought to you by tpublicshop.disneydiscussions.com. Got it right. That's right. All right, so this week we're going to talk about the ride Dinosaur to see Animal Kingdom. This is your guys' favorite ride, right? Ah! <laughs> no, they did not enjoy it. But Disney's Parks blog put a quiz up for Disney's Dinosaur uh, for questions, so we'll see. How we do and get some trivia. What dinosaur are you recruited to rescue from extinction on the ride dinosaur? Is it a Velociraptor, a Sierradactylus, or an Iguanodon? The second one. Iguanodon. I am going to agree with Stitch and say Iguanodon. We'll click it. That is correct. You were wrong, Sparrow. Iguanodon. What's the name of... taking a wild guess. What's the name of the vehicle you board for the ride? The Time Rover, Time Transporter, or Hover Rover? Time Transporter. Time Transporter. I'm going to say Time Rover. And that is the correct answer. What was the original name of the attraction when it opened in 1998? Dawn of Extinction? Countdown to Extinction? Countdown to Darkness? Dawn of Extinction. Dawn dawn of Extinctness. Extinction. Extinction. It didn't stink. 
All right. I know this answer, but I'm going to click on yours, see what it says. Oh, that's incorrect. It is Countdown to Extinction. Oh. They changed the name when the movie Dinosaur came out to match. How many millions of years do you travel back in time to? 52 million, 59 million, or 65 million? 60, 59 million. 59? 59 million. All right. I didn't know the answer to that. It is 65. I started 60. No. So you got two out of four right. And it was all you get that point. Yep. So this was an opening day attraction at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Cool. I like I like it. I think it's a good ride. I Apparently, and it has the it has the same it has the same track layout as the Indiana Jones ride in oh, Disney's cool. California or uh, Disneyland. So I just don't like it because of jump scare. It is a little. It is scary. I'll give you that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that scared me. I'll give. I'll tell you that. All right. So last week. We had a question of the week, yeah. and that was, what is your least favorite ride at w- Walt Disney w- World? Ride. Right. And we got some answers. Oh, uh, Dingus Bringus said the carousel, because it's so plain and simple compared to the other rides. And I agree. It's a, it's a good carousel, but compared to everything else, not so great. Carousel Frogger? No, just the carousel, like the horse horses. Yeah. Uh, at Sabra22 on Twitter said Space Mountain. Uh, she can't go on it due to physical limitations, so that's a little sad. But uh, I enjoy Space Mountain. Jeremy from Main Street Magic uh, Podcast, another great Disney podcast, said Primeval World because it feels like tiny fists of fury are pounding at my kidneys during the duration of the ride. I like that. <laughs> I like that ride. I know you like it. I kind of like it too, but um, it's not so the best good. ride. Tiny fist of fury. <laughs> <laughs> We had at Diz Happy Home on Twitter say Stitch's Great Escape is my least favorite because it's just not good. It was way better as Alien Encounter. I agree. We also had at Theme Park Rob on Twitter say Kelly River Rapids. There's no time of day or temperature where I want to be soaked and what shoes just shoot me. Pretty funny. And then at Lovin Disney 08 said there's only one attraction that I hate and that's Stitch's Great Escape. Hope that it's finally gone for good. I know it won't happen, but man, I sure would love a triumphant return of Alien Encounter. A lot of people love Alien Encounter. It's a little bit scary. I don't think that's coming back. We also had at Monorail Lime on Twitter say Country Bear Jamboree is their least favorite. It's just a bit rough around the edges these days. Sound, animatronics, etc. could all do with an updating. Freshen up for today's audience. At Grumpy's Girl 2, least fave, maybe Aladdin's Carpet. I don't hate it. But it's never a must-do, and if it left the park, I wouldn't cry. Me either. It's a copy of Dumbo, and it's kind of gets in the way of traffic flow there too. But and then at Starwin twenty twenty, Rebel Spy says his least favorite r- attraction at Walt Disney World is the exit, and I agree. That's probably the worst when you leave Walt Disney. That's the worst, yeah. right? That is the worst. All right. So what should Nobody I question? Agreed with me for Small World. Nobody said Small World. I love Small World. Oh my God. What's our question for this week? Favorite Disney Pixar movie. Yeah. Okay, same. Favorite Disney Pixar movie. Okay, cool. So let us know. uh, Comments on this episode or reach out to us on Twitter or email us, podcast at DisneyDiscussions.com and let us know what your favorite Pixar movie is. Or or actually, can it be favorite Disney Pixar movie or short? No, let's just do movie and we'll save short for another time, okay? Okay. If anybody says the good dinosaur, something's wrong with you. (laughs) No. It's a good movie. Some people like that movie. Not great. All right. In your opinion, at least. All right. Anything else we want to talk about? Nope. Good? 
No. Wow, you are really mean to those people who like to good times. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. As you listen and you love Disney, be sure to tell your other friends and family who love Disney about us. Uh, also, rate and review us wherever you listen to us. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Google Stitcher, Play. Google Play. Just search for Disney Discussions. You Even if you have an Alexa or a Google Home, you could say, hey, whatever that name is, play the latest episode of the Disney Discussions podcast, and it should work. Uh, be sure to check. Give you a really long description. <laughs> be sure to check us out on Twitter at Disney underscore Discuss and on our Instagram Disney underscore Discuss and Facebook. We post uh, Disney pictures. We ask questions there. Mm-hmm. We uh, want to interact with you guys. Recently, I put up a poll on Twitter asking what you guys want to hear more of. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you guys want to hear more interviews of people that are Disney related. So you heard that a little bit today. You'll get more of that coming in the future. Uh, you also want to hear some Disney history segments. So we'll be working on that. Cool. Um, I also asked whether you guys would want us to break our show up into two parts um no. one part all news and then a couple days later it comes out with the main topic but you guys said no yeah. keep yeah. it as is oh, so we're going to keep it as is for now Good. but if you have any ideas any suggestions any topics you want to hear us talk about let us know uh we have not forgotten about disney cruise stuff we will talk about that uh shortly i promise yeah so we will. in the meantime be sure in to November, check us we will on the disney cruise yep but we'll talk about it before that and be sure to check out our website, www.disneydiscussions.com. Everything we talked about is on that site. So check it out. Thanks for listening. See you real soon. Hello. Aloha. 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 <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Disney has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon. Drive carefully on your way home. Good night. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Dad. It was under it and I tried to put it on. And it... Do, 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 do. No problem. Uh, ABC is going to be celebrating Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Me, 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 me. Me, me, me. Bloopers. I turned into, I turned into Beaker from the Muppets. Me, 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 me. All right. Fox News. Bloopers. guy. Bloopers. Do we have any Fox News today? We do, Bloopers. Actually. Yay, I'm coming back. Bloopers. <laughs> Bloopers. <laughs> Bloopers. <laughs> Two mic falls in one podcast. That's going to have to be another blooper.